So I'm Richard Stack, and I am playing Stanley Nimick, a vacuum cleaner salesman, and probably something more. Uh, I am Chris Gladys. I am playing Father Gill, a priest at St. Bridget's Church. Hi, uh, my name is Christine Thomas. I am playing the character Minha Kang, uh, who is the headliner at the nightclub Azul. Hi, I'm Holland, and I'll be playing Poppy Pembroke, who is a Girl Scout, a sophomore, and totally a normal, normal, normal teenager. City of Mist, Issue 3. On the cover, we see the group of you within this crater, the thick, liquidy smoke continuing to leak upwards towards the sky. The vulture man's face is wild, his mouth is open, his eyes are black and wide, and he is still being held firm by Stanley, although he has managed to struggle one arm free and is straining, reaching for the smoke. Stanley... What is the expression on your face on the cover? Probably a, a bit of a, a grin and uh, definitely dragging him toward the pit <laughs> as best as can be shown in a still shot. Who is closest behind Stanley? Probably me, because I'm, I'm busy smacking Stanley, yeah. first of all. And uh, I'm also <laughs> at the ready in case this guy somehow manages to break free. Who is next closest? I feel like we're probably both at the same ish place but maybe me because i've been like in that guy's face a little bit telling him that he didn't really exist so it was okay for me to kill him mm -hmm. you know <laughs> what emotions are on poppy's face i think at this point she's getting a little bored she's like okay i'm waiting are we gonna go or what are we doing are we gonna kill him or not and father gill if you're furthest towards the back what is what is going on with you well i've got my my improvised club at hand, uh, probably watching all of this going on, probably watching Poppy with the most concern, because as I as I said, we, he's this is a thinking being now. We can't just you know kill him. Watching watching the group, watching Poppy with a bit of concern, holding my my club, just in case. Page one. Oh, this is interesting. The caption at the top of the page reads, 6.26 p.m. And the four of you are standing on the sidewalk in front of a row house. It is a dirty red brick with cracked stone steps in the middle of this block. And the panel shows the four of you looking at, the, at this house, but also at the horse that is tied up on the front stoop. And we can see that there are pedestrians walking by ignoring this horse. Okay. And it's not like a police horse or anything. <laughs> it is not. No, this looks like a cowboy horse. Old-fashioned saddle and everything. Hmm. Well, I'm glad all of that stuff with the vulture man went so well. <laughs> anyway, how are we doing? <laughs> so this is the place, huh? Why are we here again? To deliver this. I hold up the, the oh, handkerchief God. that I have the finger bone in. Oh, please keep that away from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it'll be out of our hands soon enough. And the cookies. And the cookies. And the cookies. 
It's like you haven't even been listening. That was the whole point of this. Well, it was a point of this, and and frankly, I think uh, you know you you've got a lot of cookies. I think that the red little red wagon you've been towing them in is a bit much, but <laughs> it's part the... of the setup. It's like oh, the aesthetic. It's... No, no, no. I totally understand. You're speaking to a Catholic priest. If anybody understands aesthetic over everything else, it's me. Mina is just standing back, watching the back and forth between the two of them, just. Like hey, eyes hey. ping-ponging left and right. <laughs> don't, don't forget the follow-up vacuum sales. Make sure there's a lot of crumbs from these. Oh, right. these are the crumbliest. Don't okay. even worry. Please okay. do not tell me that I somehow have to be the responsible adult of this group. I'm so, not an adult, we'll, we'll, so don't <laughs> that. As the, as the four of you are there sort of contemplating whether or not the timing is right to, to go up the steps, have you changed anything about your appearance or anything that you have with you since the last time we saw you i'm probably in something still a little bit more svelte and darker colored and a little stealthier in case i need to make a quick escape into the shadows my heels are about an inch less less tall in case i really need to run (laughs) you got a forethought uh yeah i've changed into a a cleaner set of of priest get up because uh, I imagine, yeah, they were all covered in dust and God knows what. But, uh, yeah, just clean clothes. I no longer have the uh, the rebar with a bit of concrete that's a bit garish. Uh, but I may have uh, I may have opened up the back of my sock drawer to pull out a small blackjack. I, I confiscated it from this teenager who was just, you know, being all sort of troublesome and macho and whatnot. And I'm like, no, nope, I'll take that. And as luck would have it, I still have it. So, yeah. And I am wearing the exact same now dusty uh, suit and coat. Uh, the only thing I would have stopped to grab would be my, my vacuum demo case, uh, which, <laughs> might, which might also have a few extra things in it. <laughs> so I would probably be wearing my Navy cardigan for stealth. And I definitely needed to uh, go get some, some cookies, um, some more. There were quite a few boxes ordered, I believe. 40. So, yeah. 40 yeah and at uh five dollars a pop uh in this year is pretty darn good so um i'm like my best presentable self i will like put my hair up in the pigtails like the whole shebang <laughs> opened up my makeup case i'm like i've got i'm not sharing eye makeup but there's blush and stuff in there if you want to use it or like you can do something with your hair she shows off her red hair and very pink complexion and like looks at the blush like, uh, no. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't have bronzer. I'm much darker than you. The pigtails work. Okay, cool. I just turn around. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to use my uh, powers and see if there's anything weird about this horse, like full Western get up here. Sure. So I look at the horse and I go, why is that here? <laughs> I've realized we've seen plenty of strange things, and this is by far one of the lesser strange things, but I'm still <laughs> not sure why it's here. Uh, you could probably investigate. You yeah, could investigate let's this for that with no tags because <laughs> I cannot think of a tag that a nightclub singer would have <laughs> in order to be able to identify a strange horse. But I rolled a six and a four, so that's a 10. <laughs> You can ask me some questions about this here horse. And just to sort of clarify what I just said, even though you got a good success, because you don't have, you weren't using tags. Yeah. 
I think you can probably get like one question out of that. Does this horse belong to somebody that is in the building? What you can probably glean from standing on the street, because I because I, I won't give you information that your character wouldn't be able to get somehow. Okay. It is very much tied up at the front stoop of this house. And the the other houses in this row also have stoops and also have railings. And so it was tied up at this one. How, how far away from this are we? From the horse? Yeah. Slash um, building or whatever. Uh, I think that you're all, you're all on the sidewalk next to it. So, um, you're as close as you want to be. I walk up to it and I stick my hand out. I'm like, here, pony. Hi. Hello. It smells like a horse. His eyes, uh, look at you and they sort of blink and he kind of looks, but he doesn't sort of seem super friendly. Hmm. Hmm. Dangle out a, a one of the regular like shortbread cookies, one that doesn't have like I don't know chocolate or anything fancy in it. It's like a that's, biscuit. <laughs> yeah, just like a regular like a thanks a lot or something with just a thin layer of chocolate. Oh, that's right. mm-hmm. <laughs> His nostrils flare. He sort of extends. He looks, looks at you. He looks back at the biscuit, and he turns away. He doesn't take it. Okay. Well, he's obviously a demon or something. <laughs> no, we cannot kill the horse. Why is that always your first go-to? I never said anything about killing, but I know I've you never didn't met, say it. You didn't I've say it. I never met loud. anyone that didn't like a Girl Scout cookie. Okay. Mina's eyes are ping-ponging of the argument again. <laughs> so if you don't like Girl Scout cookies, then there's something wrong. And while the argument is happening, I can go in and uh, conveniently untie the horse. <laughs> oh, this, I'll tell you what, someone, now that you're there at the knot, oh, okay. someone has spent some energy and sure knows their knots. Mm. So if you want to do this, you'll have to roll. All right. This, this is <laughs> not just like boy. a strap sort of <laughs> flopped around in a circle. I guess this is a change the game sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is what is the, the tie made of? Is it like a leather thing? Or it is rope? a leather. Yeah, okay. this is this is like... If you've ever been to a cowboy museum, this is like, wow, this belongs right in a cowboy museum. All right. Uh, then I will attempt to use my my claws tag and just cut it. I think there's anything else I could apply. Um, I know I kind of overuse persistent, but I guess that might kind of work. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that's all right. So that's a 6 for 10 plus 1 plus 2. So 12. You do indeed cut through this leather strap. Does the horse right. go anywhere? Yeah, the horse, any reaction from yeah. the horse? The horse takes a step back, but doesn't seem to want to leave. Okay. Are there any, like, first floor windows of this building where we could get a quick peek in? Yeah, let's say there are six steps. Hmm. So the windows are at about that level. So while you could sort of, like, walk to the edge of the building, grab onto the windowsill and hoist yourself up, you would it would be you could certainly do that you could certainly walk up the steps and try to look in the window from there poppy get on somebody's shoulders i have to do it you're the lightest one of the bunch meanwhile i'm going to go up to the the front door is there a window in the door or beside the door or, or something on those lines or is it just sort of door in masonry yeah there's a there is a a clouded window at the top of the okay. door it doesn't doesn't help much but all right yeah. Um, I'll give them, I'll give them 
15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> if it seems like that's that's going to happen, I will begrudgingly, uh, yeah, have the Girl Scout piggyback ride happen. Without any warning, I hop on his shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, well, guess you're there. And I'll walk over to the, you know, wherever we need to be for you to see. I grab oh. his ears and I try to, like, steer him. <laughs> <laughs> like ratatouille, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, they kind of feel a little more like antennas when you actually reach them. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, God. All right, Poppy, can you investigate? Sure, I can. Um, the only really good thing I would have for it would be, like, either intuition or camping skills, which means I might have a better... How would you, Perception? I mean, I'm open to it. If you can tell me how you're using your camping skills to, like, to you know, look through the window. You have to know, a, a, you have what to like know a lot of things. you go to? Well, <laughs> you know, like survivalist skills. You're a good tracker. You got to know where the tracks come from, what to avoid. Wondering if that could be possibly used as like an eagle eye sort of. Like mapping out the room. Yeah. I, I'm unconvinced. About okay. camping skills. Okay. Um, but what was the other one that you're intuition? thinking? Intuition. I think. Good try. Yeah, I think intuition could probably apply here. Okay. Okay, that is uh, twelve altogether. Ask me a question. What are the dangers in the room? Is there anything that poses us a danger in the room? Okay. There is an old curtain that has been drawn. But it has not been drawn well. So while you don't have a big clear look at the room, move to the side a little bit, peer in. And what you can see from where you are is that there are at least three men in this room. One of them is sort of sitting down on a chair who looks very bored. Another is kind of pacing. And the third one you can only sort of see the back of because it looks like he is sort of facing away from you, so you can't quite see what he is up to. They don't look well. You can see that they do have, like, sunken skin that is a little tight, that they have very small lips. Or are those lips? They must be lips, because it would be really weird if they're, they just didn't have lips at all. Um, but they're certainly tight and dry and tiny. And the one who's pacing sort of pauses, and you can see that he has, even at this distance, those eyes are just dry and red. They don't look necessarily physically imposing, but they just don't look well. They don't look like they have so much energy that they're lying in wait for people that are coming in the door. Definitely the one whose back you can see seems to be talking to someone else. So you can see these three but there may be more. It seems like there's more because he's talking to someone else. Okay. And they they look unsettling enough. Maybe it's because the four of you as riffs have been spending enough time together. It does feel like the peer beyond the mist. You didn't need to roll for that. It feels like for all of you that that is just sort of on and you can sort of see these things now. Maybe because you're you're taking full steps into this world and you're spending a lot of time around people that are also in this world. You get the sense that you won't need to roll for that again. Okay. That's that's great. That's fun. Do any bit of their appearance remind me of past experiences? 
is that something that would be like on my radar? So you, you got your one official question. Yes. That I have to answer (laughs) truthfully, but you know, the things that you know, and these things seem suspicious. You haven't necessarily been talking about what the wayward ones are. Mm -hmm. And you know that there is some variety amongst them. And some of these features might imply that they are wayward. Okay. Okay. I'm immediately on edge and I like slap Stanley's head to let me down. Carefully set her down. So you can just ask next time. I'm already walking away <laughs> to the other group. I'm up at the door, just like, are we, are we ready? Is there no, anything this, we should be ready for? This is not good. Be ready to go in there and fight. Um, because just so you know, I will be doing that. <laughs> um, okay. And I, I kind of like, I relay what I saw, but with a lot of very pointed language of like, and don't forget, I will be going in there and it, it will be over quickly. Good to know. All right. I mean, we can hope it's over quickly, but to be honest, if it's how many were in there? More than three, but three in particular that will be dead or will be, they'll be dealt with. I admire your high opinion of yourself. As wonderful as the self-confidence is, you said more than three, which means this very much could be a situation where we are outnumbered and outgunned. They told us to come meet them here and they would show us what their plans were. And if we're already outnumbered to begin with and we're handing them something that they wanted to take from us in the first place, we may be coming into a situation already screwed and then screwing ourselves over even further. Well, I could go in first with my cookies and then... I can kill those three people, then it'll be a lot easier. You know, I had some reservations about having a teenage girl go into a building full of strange men alone. And then I realized you're not the one in danger. No. (laughs) And that just makes it so much worse. I'm making the sale. I I will be going in. You can't really make a sale if they're dead. I will get the money and then. All right. So robbing them. Once again, that that ancient sort of frustration and uh, issues with with waiting on other people grabs Father Gill and he (laughs) raps on the door. If you didn't, I was going to, so. Uh, At this point, we may as well. The door opens. Top of the next page. Caption. Flashback. The same scene as the cover art. Everyone is in the same locations. Uh, we can also see that because the, the panel is a little bit wider, we can also see the EMTs in the background, medical personnel helping the injured out of Whitman Central. Stanley, what is your goal with this vulture boy? Well, I mean, Stanley really wants to help him realize his dreams. And if that dream happens to be to get thrown into a smoking crater of almost certain doom, then that's what's going to happen. If no one's interfering with that, I can drag him that way. The other three of you know what Stanley is is bent on. And he mm-hmm. is he is really close to throwing this guy into this smoking crater. Stanley, you had better not throw him in there. I did you want to want to see what happens? Seems like a valid test. I Can mean, we at least throw an inanimate object in there? 
I mean, we can make I grab a rock. Ina- we I can make a him cookie. Inanimate. <laughs> it's always the cookies. How close are we to the pit? Uh, if you want to, you can throw him in from here. He is reaching out towards the smoke and still muttering, <laughs> it's mine, it's mine. Um, so in, in keeping with, with my orders to not throw him in, I won't, but I'll sort of set him down and push him on his way. Oh, for the love of <laughs> Yeah, I think, so the three of you can see mm-hmm. exactly what Stanley is up to. And this is about to happen unless something prevents it. I'm going to try and grab the guy before he can be pushed in or, uh, you know, allowed to drop in properly. I can see what she's doing. Uh, I think and I can go and help with that to, to try to, are we both just make like, sure. Don't, 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 don't. I, yeah. I, I want to <laughs> make sure if this, if this young man is going to go into this pit, it should be of his own free will. If we let him do of his own free will, then he's going to jump in there on his own. Well, yeah, but it's it's slightly morally less questionable than than throwing him in. He wants it. I'm just helping him realize his dreams. That's happening. I I have sat down and I started doing my homework. Yeah, Stanley has sort of shifted his position to let Vulture Boy go. Mm -hmm. And his second arm becomes uh, freed. And he's now reaching with both hands and looking like he's preparing to run as soon as Stanley sets him down. Uh, I'm going to tell Vulture Boy, stop right where you are. Father Gill, were you were you approaching as well? What is your... I was going to try to hold him, make sure this is a thing he wants to do. Uh, I've seen people driven to do things that make no sense to me. I've seen that happen, and I, I just... If this is a thing he wants, it's a thing he wants, but I just want to sort of get one last sort of look in his eyes and make sure that he, he seems to be of his own mind. It's it's you're not you're not saying that you're doing a a player move. You're. I don't think so. Unless it's unless I'm it's on a, my uh, own. He's, he's trying to make himself feel okay about this. I think. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's largely what Father Gill is doing. Uh, he's, he's like, I don't like this, but at the same time, I'm also really interested to see what will happen. But I'm pretty. We're all here, isn't it? Come on. Oh. <laughs> all right. So I want to grab the guy before Stanley's other arm can get out of my can let go. I'll grab the one free arm and just sort of turn him around and be like, son, are you sure this is something you need to do? He looks away from the smoke a little bit and towards you since you've got your hand on his arm. His eyes are definitely crazed and he doesn't necessarily look like most people that you know that are in their right minds. Right. But he looks very convinced that this is a thing that he wants. What happened to the Girl Scout cookie that Poppy threw in there? It went through the smoke, and if you were listening carefully, you heard a little boop. <laughs> okay. Like, all right, all right, Father, you got the other arm ready? We can we can get him in here. Come on. Just, you, you I, I, <laughs> I, I look at the guy, I look at Vulture Boy, and I ask him, do you have any idea what will happen to you if you were to go into that pit right now? Yes, it will be mine. I will get it, and it will be mine. What is it? It doesn't matter. It's mine. See, it's his. Come on, let's get him there. Just throw him in already. Thanks. That's what I've been saying. All right, on the count of three, Father, you ready here? Come on. <laughs> I am not condoning this. I know you're not, and, and this will be not on your conscience. And I, I let go of the guy's arm. And I send him on his way with a bit of a encouraging push. Oh, yes. And he dives headfirst right into the smoke. And the four of you can hear... Uh, scrambling about. You can hear 
dirt. You can hear feet like kicking up little stones, scrambling forward and scrambling forward. And the sound sort of gets quieter and quieter. And then you hear nothing. He got what he wanted. It's not like he was real anyway. I don't see what the big deal is. Yeah, I mean, what do people matter anyway? I'm, I'm not discussing the moral quandaries of whether I storm off in the other direction, like like 20 feet to, like, fume. The other three of you are still in the crater? Still watching the smoke? Mm-hmm. And apparently, since it's my thing to go into, you know, questionable places, I will get a, a bit closer and try to see if I can make anything out in there. Are you trying to investigate? Yeah. Uh, would you like me to roll for this one? Yeah. What is the, are, is this like primarily like a listening investigation or are you? Um, I'm trying to get a little closer and see if I can get either a better sound or sight on here. Um, so I'm guessing I'm, I'm like last time I think I used my, my carpus and fast healing to kind of ignore the smoke and heat. So I guess I could try that again if that works. Sure. And well, the roll's not great. Uh, yeah, we're, we're at a six with that. <laughs> So you're close. You're sort of like moving in towards towards this smoke. And there they are again, those odd smells. You're catching again because you did before. You know that you're you're like looking for these, but you still can't place them. And because it's a six. <laughs> yeah. Minhai, you're probably the first to see that there are what looks like three police officers that are running towards the four of you. You can all hear one of them yell, what did you do with him? Did you just throw that guy into the fire? No, he tripped. I, 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 I shout, officers, officers, what's the problem? We saw him holding on to that, that young man and then pushing him into the fire. No, he tripped. No, he no, no. He pushed into no. the fire. I saw what I saw. I, I, go, I go in front of the officer who is talking. Officer, he was not pushed into the fire. As strange as this may sound, the man insisted that he wanted to jump into himself, and we were trying to prevent him, or at least some of us were. Others are less. Anyway, I was doing. My we homework. were trying to stop him. I was trying to stop him, and, and I'm, I'm going to. He, and I'm afraid he slipped our grasp. That um, doesn't. Father, what boy? <laughs> you know everyone, don't you? <laughs> I, I I try to get around the neighborhood. Like, the man was crazed. He was I. I he, I tried to get through to him. I tried to, to 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 get him to calm himself. I tried to find out what he wanted. He was not of his right mind, and he he slipped out of our grasp and just dove into it. And I'm very distraught. And she's very distraught. <laughs> and she's clearly distraught. But father, that you helped him. You helped him commit suicide. I no, I did not help anything. I I tried, as I said. I was trying to talk some sense into him. He was insensible. He, he he got away from us and he jumped in. Okay. All right. This is listen, we're going to have to I'm going I need everybody here to clear the scene. This is an an emergency situation where we're I, I don't know what just happened, but I need you to go over there and we're going to get your names and addresses because we're going to look into this when we find now we have to get the fire department over here to try to look, get look, his look, body look. Hold out. Hold on one second. Stop for a second. Stop for a second. Look. There's something strange going on here, and I don't know if having more people, regardless of expertise, coming to this area right now would be a very good idea, considering the potential danger. I think the less people who are here, the better. 
Well, yeah. So why are you here? I need you all to clear this. Because this is for emergency medical personnel and emergency uh, responders only. I don't know who let the four of listen, you in here. Listen. He stops and he turns and squares directly towards you and puts his hand on his sidearm and says, excuse me? Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, All right. I, I think that's about enough of that. You are right. This is a dangerous place for for civilians to be in. You're absolutely correct. Let's all I, just take a breath. It was me. I'm really sorry. Poppy starts to cry some crocodile we, tears. We, uh, we I, I ran in and my mom, my mom, she works in one of the buildings and I ran in and they were just trying to stop me and I was just really worried about her. And like I said, I was distraught. I was in... <laughs> I just come over and put my arms around your shoulders like, there, there, I just, one. I pat right. her on the back and go, I'm sure your mother is fine. I don't know, I can't They're all really mad and yelling. It's all in God's hands now. That is when June returns. And right behind June, Poppy, is your mom. <laughs> who looks like she My has... Dog. She has a cut on her, on her head uh, that has been bandaged up. It looks like part of her blouse was torn and maybe singed. Uh, and her hair definitely does not look the way it was when she left for work in the morning. But she is walking under her own power and looking confused, like, why am I following this dog? <laughs> Good doggy. <laughs> and then sees you and she runs right towards you with her arms open. You see there, I told you the Lord provides. Oh, it's her. <laughs> <laughs> thank gosh i let her hug me oh she is she is very emotional she is holding you very tight and crying more of a whisper to her i'm like i thought you died and she said no i will i will never leave you i will never leave you you say that the officer says, I need everyone <laughs> to clear the area. I kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. like, we're having a moment. <laughs> I shoot him like the filthiest side eye ever. I join her. <laughs> and I just try to sort of turn him, you know, like, All right, we're, we're, you're right. Come on, we're, we're, we're going to take off. There's no reason to get upset. All right. I know sometimes we can allow our, our anger to get the way of us. I mean, you remember what happened? You remember what happened a couple months ago? I'm not going to say anything because it was in confidence, but uh, I think you need to remember those breathing exercises that you were working on. I think maybe we need to, to work on those. Okay. All right. But we're, okay. we're, we're, you're right. You're right. This is dangerous. Whatever's in that pit is very dangerous. So I hope that you and your other professionals will take great caution with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It says whatever this, this gas main explosion thing was. I mean, obviously Absolutely. There's, a, there's a fire burning right there. There's still fire. We have to, we just need everyone out there. Some of these, the gas is making some people hallucinate and we just need people out of the area. Please, please, all, all of right. you out. All right. So I, I sort of look around at everyone else. I'm like, all right, why don't we leave the area so as not to upset the officer any further? Whatever's in that pit, I'm sure it will take care of itself. I, I gently pry Poppy's mother off of her daughter. I put my hand on her back and I go, okay, come, come. Let's, let's, should we, should we head towards the church, Father Gill? Yes, that seems a reasonable place to go. I shoot the second filthiest side eye at the officer. 
and my head just stays focused on him like an owl as the rest of my body is moving away from him. As she's still sobbing, I'm just walking beside her and I'm like, Mom, I think I'm going to make a really good sale tonight. And at the bottom of the page, we see a panel (laughs) from high above as the officers are finally escorting you out of the area. We can see the Ibis still on the rooftop watching the four of you walk away. The top of the next page. And the caption says, Now. The front door to the row home opens. And there is a man, Poppy, looking very much like the ones that you saw through the the window. He is not very tall. He's maybe five foot six, very tight skin. It is still hard to tell whether or not he has lips. And he stands there and looks to the four of you. Did you bring something? Hold out the cookies. We brought several things. I don't believe you're the one who uh, invited us here. No, no. If where you, would those gentlemen be? They're downstairs. If you have brought something for them, please come in. We have. We you're have not it. supposed to be here either. He looks confused. If I you could just show us the way downstairs, please. But you have the item. I have an item. I have what they asked of us. And she has many other items. <laughs> and he opens the door wider. Mm -hmm. And this door opens into a hallway. So on the right side and on the left side, you can see that doors open up into other rooms. The first room up here on the left has another one of these men standing. And as you look down towards the right, you can see through that doorway, there are at least two others in that room. All the way down towards the back of this hallway is a woman who you are certain is the owner of this horse because she has a cowgirl hat on and she has spurs. And even at this distance, you can see two six shooters on her hips. And it looks like she is in a hushed argument with another one of these men. Well, if you have the item, come in, come in. uh, And and to the end of the hallway are the stairs down. I kind of look behind me. I'm like, all right, let's, uh, Let's head in and get this done with so that we can get on with our evening. Enter. I'm glaring daggers. I'm like a hair trigger ready to go. Like, just (laughs) if I was a cat, I'd be bristling. So I'm I'm letting the the rest walk first. I'm sort of at the the back of the group there, seeing as how there's all these people potentially behind us that I am standing very close to Poppy. (laughs) (laughs) My concern face is on. Yeah, and as the four of you enter, the man at the door closes it. And as you walk a little bit down the hallway and look through these two rooms, there are three of these men over on the left, perhaps five of these men over on the right. Uh, This is a fully furnished row home, though the furniture and the decor is old and not well kept. You can smell dust. You can smell probably some mold or some mildew. And at the end of the hallway, the cowgirl has stopped, and the the man that has been guiding her also stopped as though they're waiting for you to join the group. Walk up to her, just, ma'am. 
Father? You're here for the, uh, the 6.30 meeting, are you? Uh, I don't really know what it's all about, but far be it for me to turn down an intriguing offer. She sort of taps the brim of her hat. Fair enough. What did uh, what did you do to get uh, in their in their graces? And at this, uh, as uh, as you're all sort of in this proximity, she definitely smells like she spends a lot of time on a horse. Mm. Um, you could probably guess about how many weeks ago she showered, but it wasn't like <laughs> last week. I like being in control of my own destiny, and. Uh, I don't know. They control of when you shower. Yeah. <laughs> she kind of. I elbow poppy. Glares at you a little arm. bit. Be polite. You think that little skull face is going to make me scared, little girl? Oh no! I was just going to say I have I have a stick of deodorant in my bag if you want some. And she ignores you. Turns away back to the father. I, I, a I girl scout my... is always prepared. <laughs> Poppy, Poppy. I, I offer Not my hand. Uh, it's just uh, Father Gill of, of St. Bridget's Church. And you are? Jane, that's all. We don't know each other well enough for more than that. Fair enough. All right. And I look back to the crew and say, so uh, then I suppose this is everyone? Uh, the, the man who was sort of like waiting for you to join turns and opens a door to the staircase going down towards the basement. And uh, as he leads you down, you can hear the wooden stairs creak. Mm -hmm. You get down to the basement level, and it looks like a standard sort of storage basement with cheap shelving. He walks sort of around the corner, and from the wall, pulls out one of these bookcases. And it looks like someone has chiseled a giant hole in the wall, and you can see the ragged cement concrete and a ladder going down into the dark this way and steps through and gets onto the ladder and starts to climb down. I would say this is a bit of a journey. <laughs> yeah, the further in we go, the less I like this. Before we uh, go down, I think Poppy turns to the others and says, you know what those are upstairs, right? No. I mean, people, I guess. I mean, That's where you're wrong. Those aren't people. They're not supposed to be here. What else would they be? Wrong. They're, they're cheaters. cheaters. They're cheating. At cards? At dice? Cheating at, in what sense? At death. They're not supposed to be here. All right, then. They need to be dealt with. And now we're getting farther away from them. Is that what you meant by three of them would be dead? Yes. Or they should be. All right. Well, I suspect that after we're done with whatever we're doing here, we will likely have to come back this way. And we can deal with them when that happens. Are you saying they were raised from the dead? I'm not understanding. Like, should we be more concerned for our safety because of this? Or They're not zombies, but they're cheating. They're not supposed to be here. I don't know how clear I can say it. Father Gill does not really follow this. He's like, oh, okay. I mean, are any of us really supposed to be here? Yes. As yeah. confused as I could be on top of the encroaching sense of danger. So mm -hmm. let's just, let's, let's deal with one sense of fear at a time. Oopsie. <laughs> 
Yeah, Jane uh, says, well, we're not going to, I don't know if they're cheating or what, but we're not going to learn anything else. Just standing around here spitting. And she grabs the ladder and starts climbing down. Yeah, I will, I will sort of push down memories of, of, of trenches and uh, head down the ladder. I will head down the ladder, ladder with the women because the last thing I want is some guy looking at my dress. I will uh, I'll wait till the, the end of the group, uh, grab something from my, my vacuum case that may or may not come in handy later, and uh, head down <laughs> since I don't imagine I can get that down the ladder. <laughs> You're pretty strong and stable. I think that Stanley could get down a ladder with one hand, holding onto a, a package right. with the other. Then just to make it, you know, cinematically interesting, yeah, I'll go for that then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up and I go. <laughs> so this ladder goes down further than like a sub basement. You get down, you, you climb, you climb, and you see lights and it opens up. And as you each sort of step off of the ladder, you can see that you're in a massive room that's maybe about as big as the whole block outside. There is a dirt floor. You can see like someone dug up. It's speckled with rocks and stones. The ceiling is less than six feet. And I don't think any of you really described yourself as being over six foot tall. I'm tiny. <laughs> yeah. So Should this I, is. No. <laughs> <laughs> so there's. Funny it, fact. It definitely feels compact. It definitely feels a little bit claustrophobic. And it smells like earth. There are uh, a number of wooden support beams. Oh, yes. Father Gill is having memories. Uh, right here at the mm. base of the ladder is a, um, a table. With uh, next to it is a pretty big trunk. And uh, from just stepping off of the ladder and getting a look around this space, it's pretty big, but you can see that there are, you can see Mr. Bone sort of like in the middle of this space next to something pretty big on the floor that's sort of hard for you to make out from where you are because you're a little bit of a distance away from it. It does look like two more of these men from upstairs are sort of knee deep in whatever this is that he is next to. And it looks like he's talking to them and giving directions, but you can't quite hear from where you are. At the far end of this room, there is like sparking, almost like raw electricity. And this is some distance away. This is a, and so like it's, you can make it out only because it looks like there's sort of bouncing unbound electricity at the far end of the room. Uh, and there is something, some kind of form in that electricity, but it's too far away for you to sort of make that out from where you are. There are a handful of these men about, but it doesn't look like there are, there's certainly not like 10 of them. There might be like three or four others that are sort of like against the walls. Mr. Tooth is sort of standing right there, grinning very wide. He looks, he looks very happy to see you and Jane. And he says, oh, welcome. I am very happy that you decided to join us. Choppers. And he giggles just a little bit. And uh, everyone has brought uh, the items that we requested. I bring I out the boxes. Pat my pocket. <laughs> um, and I pull up, pat my vacuum sales case. <laughs> 
yes, we'll definitely talk about that vacuum cleaner. Who can't use a vacuum cleaner? I mean, look, look at this. Look at this place. Look how dusty. You, you clearly need some some cleaning up to happen in here. Okay, yeah, but before we do that, we did discuss um, the cookie sale first. Um, stop oh, stepping on my sale. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, here on the table, just place the boxes here on the table. We'll count them and we'll pay you. Well, um, they're doing I actually that. would like the money first. Well, how much do I pay you if I don't know how many boxes there are? Mina's um, eyes are ping-ponging across <laughs> this conversation. You said 40 boxes. I brought you 40 boxes. That's $5 each. So give me $200 right now. Oh, you think <laughs> I understand. I understand. And he goes to the trunk and opens it up. And it's just money. <laughs> yes, you wanted money for cookies. Here's some money. Uh -huh. Put the cookies on the table. And oh, you brought a vacuum take, cleaner. Yeah, okay. I'll take that whole briefcase. No, no, no. no. We we agreed oh, no. on. <laughs> okay. We have a number of expenses to address this evening. Oh. Oh. And the other items that I uh, <laughs> that I asked for. No, while while they were arguing about the cookies, I was not paying attention to them. I was just sort of scanning the room to see if there's if there's anything else that Hard sort same. of jumps out at me that I need to that I need to be aware of any potential threats or dangers or from where you are this is a big room right and from where you are this is what you can see but you could right. definitely walk further out into the room to investigate whatever you like yeah probably closer to in the direction of of Mr. Bone and his uh his associates maybe Mm -hmm. Take a look. What's over there? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, but but my item. Do you have Do you have my item? I do. I do. Finish your transaction with the girl, and we can discuss that. Uh, well, if you do have it, um, you could just give it to Mister Bone yourself. All right then. Slow stroll. Slow stroll. Slow observant stroll. Strolls. Slow observant. Having flashbacks to the trenches. Stroll over towards Mister Bone. And Jane is sort of like watches you start to walk away and it's like all right i'll go give him mine too and as she's walking beside you father she's like digging in a pouch and she comes out with a, a rag and she you can see her unfold it she's like mm -hmm. they told me to bring a vertebrae is that weird or what well they told me to bring a finger bone so uh what happened <laughs> what 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 did you do to the one that they already had they said there was going to be a big change coming, and uh, if I wanted to be on the right side of it, that I should bring a vertebrae. So I thought, oh, all I right. see, I see, I see. So slightly different arrangement. So as we as we approach Mister Bone, I want to maybe use investigate to try and uh, be ready for whatever it is we're going to encounter. Okay. See if there's anything more I can get from this. Uh, just just to confirm everybody's location, uh, Stanley and Poppy, you're back at the table trying to make business deals here. Yep. Yeah. Minha, have you, uh, what is your... I'm somewhere between Father Gill and the table, between listening to the conversation going on and watching Father Gill to make sure that he's not getting jumped. Okay. This poor woman. <laughs> <laughs> Just in full mom mode going, okay, which argument do I tend to first? <laughs> All right, then Father Gill, you can investigate. All right, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw self control as a as a tag onto this because uh, I need it at the moment. Sweet, a five and a six plus one is twelve. Excellent. All right. Um, what kinds of questions do you have for me? 
so my my big question is, um, does going over there look dangerous? Is there any obvious sense of danger over there? It seems like everyone is on edge. Right. Everyone in your group is on edge. Yeah. You don't see any of these people holding weapons. These, these men with the sunken skin sort of feel like they're just going through the motions, that they don't seem necessarily physically imposing. But it's certainly creepy. Right. Continue my approach to Mr. Bone and uh, take my handkerchief out of my pocket and let's see what happens then. Do a quick bump, 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 bump. Yeah. <laughs> Sign of the cross there. And as uh, you and Jane get close, Mr. Bone looks up and he smiles in the way that he does. He says, oh, it's, it's very good to see you again. And the two of you, I didn't realize you were familiar with each other. Uh, we just met upstairs. Oh, oh how, how convenient. Wonderful. Uh, and his fingers start to grow very, very long, and he doesn't move where he is standing. But he reaches his hands and his fingers out as though he would like you to place something in it. I, I look at him and I, I, I look over at Jane. And I said, uh, and I say, we were told we would get an explanation. Before I hand this over to you, I'd like to know a little bit more about what you're going to do with it. Ah, certainly, certainly. Well, then come forward and look in and you can see nothing is hidden. Everything is laid out before us, as it were. All right. So I will walk forward and take a look at what it is that they're they're doing there. Maybe maybe this is something like a round pool, maybe about 10 feet radius. Um, this thing that's filling it is not quite water. It's not quite gelatin. It's kind of like, a, it's bluish, and there is sort of like a little bit of a rippling through it as these two men are walking through, arranging a skeleton laid out on the bottom of the pool. I see, and... Who would that be, then? This is the one we've been waiting for. And he's been a bit bashful, so we sort of have to help him set things right in this city. I see. And how will he go about doing that? What is your expectations of him? We build him a structure so that he can build himself skin and return to us. I see. And when he returns, he'll put things right. And to you, then, what does put things right mean? Mr. Tooth, he explains this very well. Let me get him over here. Uh, Mr. Tooth, would you mind joining us? And so back at the table, I guess, Poppy, you seem a bit more insistent about uh, your uh, your payment for your cookies. <laughs> uh, Stanley yeah. seems to be waiting his turn. Well, yeah, I, I have a whole, like, presentation I have to do. I mean... Mm, yes it's very important you know <laughs> i don't imagine they're gonna let that you know happen so much but here we are mr tooth counts out the boxes mm-hmm. and gives you five dollars per box amazing i'm writing i don't know if it even matters but i'm writing that i have two hundred dollars down as we're doing that transaction i think i do ask what's with all the wayward ones here why are they here i'm sorry all of the what you know, the, and I point to a couple of them, the ones with the, ugh. Oh, well, they're just friends. They're just here to help. 
it's a big job. Oh, yes. Yes, it is indeed. It's a very big job. And the more, the merrier. Are they helping with something they're familiar with? Familiar? Really, they're just here because it's a big job. And we were able... It, it was... It was hard for us to convince people that this was necessary. So we had to find our our assistance wherever we could. Huh. Are you trying to make a deal with the dead or? No, we're just helping the ones that don't want to be dead. Oh, really? I stuffed the $200 into my pocket. Tell me more. I, I, I certainly will, but I have a feeling that this gentleman right here has something that he would like to show me. He's been waiting very patiently, you see. It's like, oh, yes, thank you very much. I'll, I'll, let me just unpack my, my case here uh, and start so un- unloading like a whole bunch of attachments and things, a very large set of, and it takes a very long time and it's way more complicated than it probably should be. Um, Jeff, here's a state-of-the-art Series 700 vacuum. Oh, God. All this dust, things around here, no problem for this. I inch um, closer towards Father Gill's conversation, <laughs> seeing as how this conversation is now useless for me to eavesdrop on. And I'm guessing I'm feeling daggers from from Poppy on this, but uh... <laughs> no, she's she's giving daggers to the to Mister Mister Tooth Chompers Toothy <laughs> Chompers. Now, now, what what can I demonstrate on this with? I mean, it looks like you guys got kind of a bit of a mess over here, pointing towards the Father Gill and the skeleton and stuff. <laughs> I am very intrigued by this offer. I I know you said you were coming. I should have told you that we don't really have electricity down here, but we do upstairs. I've got to tell you, I am very interested in this product. This is a a marvel of modern engineering. Look at the craftsmanship here. Oh, oh, show me the... Yes. Uh, Now, I know we can't really do the demo at this time, but... um, I promise you, I will absolutely take this off of your hands this evening. Oh, you have to place an order. This is just my demonstration model. You need your own fresh. Oh. Hmm. How long does that take? Six to eight weeks. (laughs) You sure I can't have this one? Nope, nope. This one's got to go back to the company. Six to eight weeks. Okay. How much is it? Oh, well, we, we could talk price upstairs and it starts getting out paperwork and, you know. Okay. All right. Well, if the money is in the trunk, I'm sure we have more than enough. You just take it from the trunk. Yeah, yeah. Just take it from the trunk. Right. And, and, you know, there's all the, there's the, the upgraded uh, attachment kit. Uh, you might want the, the, the pet brush and, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I can just mark all these off on the order form here and I'll, I'll have your total in a moment. Excellent. This will be, this is wonderful. I have, I've always been a fan of, of these, uh, these contraptions. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're marvelous. Tell me again about those. Can we go back to that? Can we, can we, let's go back to that part about the the dead people. You want to talk about them again? I thought we covered that. (sighs) (laughs) And you can hear Mr. Bone call out from across the room. Uh, Mr. Tooth, Mr. Tooth, this gentleman and this lady over here would like to hear a little bit more about our plan. And you, you explain it so well, much better than I. And Mr. Tooth says, "Uh, well, let's all go over. Let's all go over and talk about this. Yes, let's totally talk about this. He sort of ushers the two of you and then, uh, and Minha, who is like 
inching her way over there anyway. I'm I am stuck <laughs> as like the world's most confused babysitter right now. <laughs> oh, okay. And Mr. Tooth sort of rubs his hands together. He claps and he says, This is my favorite part. Are there any questions before I begin? Because I must insist that once I get going, no one interrupt me. It's very important. I have yes. a couple questions. Okay, yes. Can we see the skeleton from here? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. It is missing a few bones, mm -hmm. but most of it is there. Are you trying to bring back someone from the dead, or are you trying to bring back someone that isn't supposed to be here? That is a very astute question. She is a smart one, isn't she? Oh, she's very <laughs> smart. She's very smart. Yeah. Many say that gods don't really die. Is he dead? Is he sleeping? Is he somewhere else and we are returning him to his kingdom? These are all fine questions that I'm afraid I don't have a definitive answer for. I, we, but we can ask him when he wakes. Who is he? Who are you planning on meeting? Mr. Tooth smiles and Mr. Bone smiles. His true name is his own, but we just know him as the Storm God. He was here once. So the legends have it. I'm sure that you all have noticed how unsafe it is out on those streets, especially for those of us who see a little bit differently. And we just found that perhaps we could help make the city a safer place for everyone if we brought back our God to just sort of calm things down, and set things right. How are you going to go about bringing him back? If he's not dead, how do you bring him back? We assemble the bones, and I think there are only three bones left, and I think that the two of you brought two of them, so okay, so we're almost there. And once all of the bones are in place, there's a simple matter of... Some words Sacrifice. that you no, oh yeah. no, 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 no. Such a primitive girl. No need for sacrifice these days. Oh. There are spells, there's some chanting. It's all very exciting. Don't you think that if you're trying to bring back a god, the price will be a lot bigger than you expect? Well, we have already paid quite a price. It has taken us years. Mr. Bone nods very solemnly. It has been a very, a very taxing price indeed. We're ready for it all to be over. You and me both. I, I do have one important question, though. Mm. Uh, can I put you down for some extra vacuum bags? Mr. Tooth says, of course. Yes. Everything on that list. We want it. <laughs> oh, excellent. Let's continue filling out paperwork. Father Gill's just been staring at that skeleton in the, in the, in the pit, listening to... Listening to this explanation and uh, his, his blasphemy sensors just firing on all, all pistons. And he looks into it and he just says, uh, you need all those bones. I Three of them left. What's, what's left? The, the finger, the backbone, and the... And Mr. Tooth smiles and reaches into his pocket. And one more tooth. One more tooth. Right, right. I look at the uh, at the rest of the, the the crew, and I can see Poppy's clearly not clearly doesn't seem to be on board with this. I mean, unless I'm misreading. 
Yeah, no, her robes are like whipping around her yeah. and she's got like, she's starting to get a little smokier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I, I look at, uh, at, at Minha and she never looks happy about anything we do. No, no, not once. Not <laughs> and once. Stanley's doing his thing. He's just, Filling out frankly, paperwork. Yeah. You're, <laughs> Stanley's doing paperwork and, and writing things <laughs> up. And I, I turn to them and I say, uh, frankly, this, uh, this whole sounds like a great undertaking and by great I, I mean large not good I've seen people who wish to uh, impose order on others before I've seen a lot of things that this place is reminding me of that I'd really rather not remember and uh, I really don't think I can be a part of this and you just hear from just where his hands are you just hear another <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Tooth and Mr. Bone suddenly look very glum. And Mr. Bone shakes his head slowly. Mr. Tooth just throws his hands up in the air. I thought we had an understanding. Well, I think the problem is you've forgotten something. You know, it's respectful when you're bringing someone back or they're going on a journey to leave a coin with them. And I think she takes her necklace and she pulls it out and she's like, and you don't have that. I don't think you're being very respectful. And she goes, Psh! it uh, turns into her, into her little, her little weapon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Jane sort of like holds up her hands and says, whoa, whoa, whoa. I th wait, now my understanding is that we're just trying to calm things down out there, right? Like we just want to set order to these streets. How many storms have you seen calm things, young lady? Oh. Storms do not calm. Storms destroy. Well, I've now I've seen many a storm pass and leave things calmer than... than By calm, you mean dead. Destroyed. Oh. Every storm leaves behind a wake of destruction. And as far as I'm concerned, I am not one for bringing back a calamitous god for the sake of two seconds of calm. When you say calamitous, uh, Jane sort of like shakes a little bit. It's like, no, she's not talking about me. She's not talking about me. <laughs> um, I don't know if anyone noticed in the moment, but after Father Gill snapped that bone, it maybe took you a few moments but whatever this thing was on the other side of the room in the middle of this electricity noticed and started walking towards you. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's, oh, God. Oh, God. It's still some distance away. And it's, it's sort of hard to tell exactly what this thing is. It mm -hmm. might be a wolf. Mm -hmm. It might be sort of wrapped in a robe. And the electricity might be coming from it. Well, I think without further ado, uh, Poppy slashes downward towards the closest wayward one. Just not really waiting for anything. <laughs> Time for a killing. <laughs> All right. How would you like to do this? Oh, God. Um, hit with all you've got? None of them are expecting you to do what it seems like you're about yeah. to do. I say wayward one, but I think I also, I put the, the two misters in that category. So whoever's closest to me. The may Probably. as well be wayward ones. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, okay, so there are the two that are inside this pool. And then Mr. Tooth is kind of close, 
and Mr. Bone is a little bit further away. And whatever this electricity wolf thing is, is much further away. And then there are still some of these other men around the room, but they're not close. Okay. I guess I'll try and, if possible, do like a double swipe at those the wayward ones themselves, not the misters. I'll tell you what, if you roll a natural 12, maybe you can hit both at the same time. Awesome. Okay. I'm going to use uh, the power tags uh, filled with wrathful justice. Shape ships into a weapon, maybe? Or yeah. would that be... I think you can you can use it here because you've suddenly surprised everyone with this okay. sudden sudden appearance of this thing. Okay. Um, and then banishes the dead. Okay. That. Okay, you're not going to believe me, but I did roll two sixes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that sounds too good to be true. I promise. <laughs> so that is a fifteen. Okay, yeah, they don't look like they can really withstand tier three damage. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what tags would you like to give them? <laughs> I would love to give them the banished tag. I think if you give each of them that, then being struck by your weapon, everyone can sort of see that whatever was whatever essence was holding these things together escapes and dissipates in the air. So that happens super fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, the wolf thing starts running. The other men that are at the side of the room start coming in, but mm-hmm. they're not super, super close and they're not moving that fast. So if you sort of look about, you can see that there are five of them that are starting to converge. The, the, the two that she hit, were those, the, were those the two that were in the pit with the skeleton? Yes. Good. All right. Mr. Tooth grabs the vertebrae from Jane and so it looks like they are sort of struggling over the thing that she's holding in her hand. Mr. Bone has sort of stepped back and looks like he's muttering to himself and his eyes start changing colors. I, I need something to hit people with. Um, the, taking a, when, I, when you glance at the skeleton in the pit, it's just basically bones, right? It's just bones kind of put together. All right, I need one of them thigh bones. Yeah. And now that there's no longer a couple of... of Whatever's in there, uh, basically, yeah, I'm going to jump down into the goo and grab a thigh bone, and that will be my my primary weapon. You have full permission to break it. <laughs> <laughs> Over someone's head, yes. That would be, be pretty much my, my primary weapon until it, it isn't anymore. Change the game, jump down there, grab the thing, and then you okay. can create a story tag. Uh, so let's see, my power tags that I've got. Certainly sense of justice is going to be in there. Uh, self-control because I'm, I'm trying to, to keep a lid on things as best I can until I go nuts. Weapon master, the idea that I can use pretty much anything as a, as a weapon, I think would, would work in mm-hmm. this regard. So it'll be three tags to try and jump down there and grab that bone. A six and a five. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> Father Gill, you need a challenge yep. here. I know. Uh, and so I get to give it a, was it give it a tag, create a story tag? Yeah. I start muttering in something which I don't know if uh, anybody else can understand old Gaelic, old Irish Gaelic. Bwail, Irish for hit. <laughs> I wanted to do, I think, to do extra damage. So um, I guess the tag would just be then st- sturdy club. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. So you've got this and you're ready to go. You've jumped in, you've grabbed this thing, you turn back ready to fight, 
and you feel two, like actually <laughs> okay <laughs> you got two thighs and it feels like you should probably get out of whatever this is very fast sure because it is starting to like definitely feel strange on your skin okay and leap oh. out <laughs> two thigh bones now just whipping around ready to go stanley have you finished your paperwork um, well, I think I, I've kind of dropped the papers for now. I'm a little annoyed about the missed sale opportunity. Um, but seeing the, the electrical dog charging at us, figuring that's probably a thing I might want to intercept. Um, so I'm going to move that way. And I guess, uh, assuming, depending on the range, attempt to go toe-to-toe with it before, um, it, hit, before it can hit anyone else, essentially. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's good that you did that because as you sort of move towards this thing, now that you're trying to get in the way and get its attention, it was headed straight towards Poppy. Let's go toe-to-toe. All right. So I will be using, go figure, my my impenetrable insect carapace. Uh, and, you know, I guess basically I'm getting in its way, so I kind of use Hunker down to be basically setting myself to take the charge. I guess it's, this is also kind of an attack, too, than the claw part. Your your resistances are for, like, physical damage? Do you think they um, would cover electricity? Um, I mean, nothing in particular that would make it any better for electricity. It had been focused towards Poppy. Its mouth is open, and you can see electricity sort of in the teeth and flying off. And it is very odd because it definitely this wolf is wearing some kind of a robe. Uh, and he is ready to collide with you. All right. Uh, so I set myself and, and arm my, with my armor and claws, and I have rolled an 11 on it. You get to choose two. So I will um, do the the block dodger counter, their best attack. In this case, so definitely a block. Um, so to, uh, And then, uh, yeah, I guess get them good, basically just trying to cut it with claws uh, slashed or lacerated or something. Power in this case was three. Just so, right in front of it, just absorbing it with my, my armor, I'm guessing would be the... Are you sort of blocking by, like, um, he's not going to be able to bite through my armor and, like, yeah, stick, stick your hand in his mouth? I'm, yeah, sure. <laughs> Yeah, and then use that to take advantage of beat him over the head with clear slash him claws. So. <laughs> so he is definitely clamped down on your arm, and you took no damage from that. And you're able to come around with your claw and cut him on the side. And where you cut, electricity comes out. But it does look like he did not enjoy that. And that was a tier three. You used three. Yeah. yeah. Laceration? Sure. Minha. Which of the baddies is currently not engaged in combat or in some sort with one of us? Mr. Bone backed up and looked like he has started chanting quietly to himself. Oh, And please. then there are five of these other men that are not fast runners that look like they're going to take another minute or so to get to you. Not a minute. Another round. Another three to five seconds. <laughs> oh, God. And then Mr. Tooth is sort of wrestling with Jane. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to just shriek at him, just full blown from the gut, high pitched banshee shriek at him in an attempt to get him to stop whatever the chanting is. Would that be change the game to create a tag to be like distracted? Yeah, if you're trying to stop him from doing what he's doing. Uh, would command person, I think command person would work because I'm trying to get him to stop something. Yep. I think draw attention and command person. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. Two, two tags. Banshee, Banshee shriek. 
can use like a, as like a stun or a weird mesmerizer. Yeah, or something. just basically yeah. trying to disorient him. Okay, not terrible. Bad. Uh, a three and a three, so average plus two. That's eight. Disoriented, and we got to stop the chanting. So interrupted. You banshee scream. He stumbles back a little bit and lifts his hands to his ears and looks like it completely stopped what he's doing. You now have his attention. (laughs) I'm great at it. (laughs) And his fingers start extending very quickly in your direction. Poppy, I think you're next. Okay, so Handyman is um, making his way towards Minha and then... Chompers is being distracted. Tooth is probably just realizing that there are more problems with this skeleton. And so maybe he doesn't need to take his time wrestling over this bone from Jane. He's like maybe just realized that now, but hasn't changed his his actions. Okay. Because I saw that Minha is a little bit more of uh, a talker than a fighter. She like does a dash and then jumps and then like swings down. And to kind of cut off his his way to Minha, hopefully, maybe, potentially cutting off some of those extra little spindly finger bone things. Sure. Maybe hit with all you've got again, or would it be kind of more of a contested go toe-to-toe? Toe-to-toe. Okay. Because he is like, he is beginning his attack because you're trying to overcome a thing that he's doing in Struggle for Control. Okay. Maybe just wrathful justice and potentially, if I can, shaped shifts into a weapon again. So just those two, though. That is a seven. Um, I would say block their attempts. That would probably be the best case scenario for this, um, just to stop them from getting to Minha. Do you want to describe how you did that? Missing them a little bit, but having my my staff, my bow, come down right at the opportune moment and have their, like, spindly nails just hit the surface instead of being able to, like, cut them off or anything. It just kind of, like, shields up, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, Poppy, you totally stopped Mr. Bone. Uh, It looked like he was going, uh, and uh, things would have gone very bad if you hadn't gotten in the way. Suck it, handyman. (laughs) And so maybe you didn't notice, because your attention was elsewhere, that this substance in the pool had started to come out, forming some kind of appendage. Father Gill, okay, it's super great that you got out of there in time. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, this thing comes out and wraps itself around Miha and begins to shimmer wrapping her entirely in this this sort of gelatin thing and then it kind of fades and blinks and she is gone and at the bottom of the page it says to be continued